Welcome to the Get Writing Podcast. I'm your host, Liz McGavro, and I'm obsessed with all things writing, creativity, and telling your stories in your authentic voice, because I believe a good story can change the world. Ever since I was a little girl with my nose in a book, I dreamed of being an author. I wanted to see my books in bookstores everywhere. I wanted to talk about books. I wanted to soak up everything about the craft. My celebrity crushes were mostly authors and I could feel in my bones that the writer's life was my destiny. Fast forward to today. Along with my alter ego, Kate Conti, I'm an Agatha Award-nominated best-selling author with three mystery series, but it wasn't all smooth sailing along the way. I experienced many setbacks, crushing self-doubt, a lot of career detours, and I even lost my voice a few times when I let the world get in my way. Until I learned that writing was so much more than just a skill set you learned and developed over time. It's also an inside job that flourishes when you heal all the wounds that are stifling your creativity, which is no easy task. So if you're a writer of any kind, or if you've always wanted to write but aren't sure where to start, this is the place for you, my friend. We're gonna talk about all things writing process, craft, strategies to help you get writing and stay writing, the daunting world of agents, editors, and publishing, And because I'm using my authentic voice, I'm going to throw in a little woo-woo for you too. So let's get writing, shall we? the Get Writing Podcast. I'm your host, Liz McGavro, and I've got a shorty solo episode for you today. I wanted to talk about something that I'm sure most of you have experienced in one form or another, at one time or another. Maybe you're even experiencing it now, and that's what to do and how to stay creative when life tries to take you out. So how many of you have felt this way? at some time, maybe multiple times. Yeah, I feel you. I can't tell you how many times I've been going along, minding my own business when life or the universe or whatever you want to call it decided that it had other plans for me. Always, always these plans were better than my own plans, but it didn't always feel like that in the moment. As a matter of fact, at the time of this recording, I've just had literally three major life curveballs thrown at me, all within the span of like two weeks. I mean, seriously, not one, not two, three. (laughs) And while everything that I've ever learned doing all this inner work and, you know, spirituality and self-learning, everything's telling me there's a better plan out there but this moment is tough. And all of these things need their own separate grieving and processing time. They all need planning to get through and get over. And I'm sure I'm not alone, especially at this time of year. So again, at the time of this recording, we're right in the throes of the holiday season. So even if a major life event isn't the thing for you right now, Maybe it's just the holidays themselves, which, as we all know, can be so draining, exhausting, even downright traumatic, depending on what you're dealing with in your life. So whatever it is that you're going through, I know how tough it can be to to keep your creativity 
going. Um, but I know it's also important that we do that, right? Because if you're here, if you're listening, chances are creativity is like your life's blood and you need to be creative. You need to be writing. You need to be, you know, whatever creative outlet that you do, you need to be doing it. So not doing it makes us feel worse. So today I want to share three strategies that I use to keep my creativity alive and well during a stressful time. And I hope they help you as well. So the first one is take a break. This might sound counterintuitive, but you can't force yourself to be creative when you're going through something hard. Creativity is not an employee that you can bully into working for you. Creativity is your partner. And sometimes your partner needs to rest and regroup just as much as you do. And we can't ignore our feelings, right? We can't work our way out of trauma. And all those feelings that we're trying to ignore now are going to find us no matter how much we try to bypass them or ignore them or put them aside. So we can't just, just go on working and doing whatever we, you know, normally do in a day. I mean, we can, but again, we're just putting off the inevitable. So taking the time you need to process whatever is going on is so important because it's going to take you that much longer to come back and get to get back to where you are if you don't. So take a break, make, make it a priority to take a break, define a time for how long you're going to take a break. So hide under the blankets. If you need to just say, look, I'm going to take this next week and I am going to not do anything. I'm going to process what's going on. I'm going to take care of myself. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to walk. I'm going to journal. I'm going to do whatever it is I need to do. I'm not going to do my other creative work because I don't feel like I can right now. But also put a time limit on it. That's important because you don't want to just indefinitely hide yourself away and forget about all the things that you want to be doing, should be doing, need to be doing, etc. because that's not productive either. So make a plan to take a break. Define the time limit for how long this break is going to be to get yourself together. And then make it a priority to come back when you say you're going to come back. And then the second strategy when you do come back from your break is to do one thing to move yourself forward. And sometimes these things that happen, I mean, they're a lot, right? You, you know, you, you've taken your break, you've, you've done some healing, you've done some processing, your time limit is up, you've got to get back to life, but you still probably feel drained. You can't focus. I get it. Right now I am in that period of time. Like my week is up <laughs> and I'm not saying a week is the right amount of time either. For me, I was like, all right, I need a week to just kind of think about what's going on, figure out what's next and I'll do what I can during that time, but I'm not going to force myself. So now I'm back and I'm still having a hard time focusing. I'm being really honest, but I'm, you know, I, I'm here, I'm, I'm doing the things, I'm, I'm getting back into it. But Forcing yourself to get into some giant task right now probably isn't the answer either. It's not the time to say, okay, my life just fell apart. Great. Now I have so much time to write and I'm going to finish a book this week. That's probably not going to happen. And it's putting pressure on yourself that you don't need. It's not going to help you feel better. It's going to make you feel worse when you're not getting it done. So go easy on yourself. When you come back from your break, when you pick yourself up, think about one thing, one little thing, even if it's just writing one sentence or scribbling down a few ideas for a new scene in your book or a couple of ideas for blog posts, 
whatever it is that you need to be getting back to, don't just jump all in and and decide you're going to conquer the world in the next day or two. Don't force it. Don't rush it. Just take one small step. As Glennon Doyle, who's one of my favorite authors and podcasters, always says, just take the next right action. Even if that's just getting off the couch, the rest will come. And it takes as long as it takes. And then the third strategy is to use your grief, your pain, your anger, whatever it is you're feeling, to fuel your creative spirit. So let me give you an example of this. And this is a pretty personal one. It's taken me a while to be able to talk about this, but I think it's important to share. So a few years ago, a relationship I was in ended abruptly via a FaceTime from another country. I mean, it's kind of like Carrie's post-it note breakup, right? And that's a Sex in the City reference if you didn't catch it. But at the time, I thought this was the most cowardly way to end a relationship. Although in retrospect, I suppose a FaceTime was better than a text or a seven-minute phone call, but that's a story for another time. So anyways, I get this FaceTime, you know, don't have any other contact with this person. Then about a month later, I exchanged a very abrupt message with this person to tie up a couple of loose ends, mostly relating to things that were left behind at my place. And the exchange just made me lose it. I don't even know if it was the message itself or just what had happened. And I was finally allowing myself to process it. But (laughs) I read this message and I just got so inexplicably mad that I lost it. (laughs) And I think it was really the first time that I allowed myself to express anger when someone had hurt me, not, not to that person in a, in a negative way, but just in my own space, <laughs> but letting it come out. Cause normally I just swallow things and try to move on, which never helps. So anyways, I had a field day getting rid of this person's things. I mean, I just let loose. I broke stuff. If there was stuff to break, I threw stuff away. Um, I screamed and yelled (laughs) and again, not at anybody just in my house. I mean, my dogs were a little afraid of me that day, which I felt bad about, but the whole thing was just really cathartic to let it out. Right. I just was so tired of holding it in. And then I was still mad. I was telling one of my writer friends about it (laughs) and in the middle of the story, she just started laughing and I was like, oh my gosh, why is she laughing? And she said, I don't mean to laugh, but you really should write this into your book, make this a scene. And I was like, you know, she's totally right. Like this is gold. So I did. So in one of my cat cafe mysteries, when Maddie was going through a rough patch with her boyfriend at the time, um, there's an, there's a scene where she decides that she's done with him and she's gonna take all his stuff and she's going to get rid of it. And she's going to, you know, be angry about it and all the things. So it helped, it helped to write it out. It helped to look at it objectively from, you know, a fictional character's point of view. It helped to see the reaction of her sister who walked in on her when she was doing this. Um, and honestly, like when I was done writing it, it made me laugh too. So if you've experienced something sad or frustrating or anger inducing, use it, think about how you can use it. I mean, one caveat, if you've experienced trauma, like serious trauma, please make sure you're getting the right kind of help and support from a professional. Like this isn't, that's not what I'm talking about right now. I'm talking about the other stuff, you know, the everyday disappointments, the job 
issues, the relationship snafus, the family dramas, those things, right? They suck at the time, but you can use them to help you get through it. You can use them for your creativity to help you get through it. Make it work for you. Give it to a character to figure out. Helping them process it might also help you. It totally helped me. And, you know, again, it will give you the chance to look at it more objectively and like exactly what it is, a bump in the road. These things, again, in the moment, they're terrible, but they're by no means the end of the world or even the end of the book, right? It may be the end of a scene or a chapter in your life. Maybe it sucks. Maybe you don't want that chapter to end, but also maybe it's okay if it does. Because if we hang on to things too long that aren't working for us, even if we don't actually know or admit they're not working, then we close ourselves off to the better solution or the better option that's on its way. It's this or something better, my friends. That's, that's definitely something I've learned. And that's been my mantra when things are falling apart. And I'm trying to remember that, you know, there's a bigger plan than the one that I have. We just have to go through the bumpy parts when the universe is sending us something better. So take those bumpy parts, use them to your advantage, allow yourself to take a break, give yourself a creative reset, use them as a processing tool, use them to fuel your creativity and just know that we're all going to come out of these things on the other side. I'm rooting for you. So that's it for this week, friends. I hope you enjoyed this shorty solo episode. Send me a DM on Instagram and let me know, or go over to kateconti.com. Send me a message through my website. And make sure you're following the pod. And if you can, rate, review. If you enjoyed it, I would love to hear what you think of it. I'd love to get these messages out into the world even further. Thanks for tuning in and I'll see you again next week. 